Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, a socially conscious talk show with the Latinx vibe. We are friends talking politics, food, music, and life. Welcome! Hey, Tamarindo Podcast listeners, welcome to another episode of Tamarindo. Welcome. Yes, uh, that, who you're listening to right now is Producer Jeff. How are you doing, Producer Jeff? I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want tea. <laughs> it's in the morning. No, we thought it'd be fun to have Producer Jeff join us for a little bit because Producer Jeff and I, we have a dog. What's our dog's name? Um, Samuel. No, that's oh, not true. It's it Frida. Oh. You're crazy. Well, Frida is our dog, and we've been super excited because she is receiving something called BarkBox. 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 So if you haven't heard of BarkBox, it's a, it's a monthly box that's shipped to your door. It has a unique variety of toys and treats that you wouldn't find anywhere else, and it makes a dog extremely happy. What did Frida do when she got her BarkBox? Well, she kind of looked at it, and then she was like, is that for me? Oh, my God. Is that for me? Oh, my God. Is that for me? And then it opened it up. What was in there? I threw out this toy that she's still playing with. It's this little dinosaur that is hidden inside a little, like, egg pouch. I know. She She loves loves it. it. She loves her little dinosaur. Yes, she got the Jurassic Bark, and it came with Dino Bite treats. Dino Bite treats. And Jurassic Pork treats. Yeah, she likes (laughs) those. She absolutely loves them. So you all can get a Bark Box for your dog. If you have a little furry dog like a Frida, you can sign up at BarkBox.com forward slash tamarindo barkbox.com forward slash tamarindo and if you sign up for a 6 or 12 month plan you get a free extra month of BarkBox so we hope that you check it out it's amazing and um, Frida is so thrilled to have it yes. there's other themes so if you don't if you don't receive the Jurassic Bark <laughs> the one that we got sent in the mail before this one was uh, wasn't it like Poo York City or some like yes there's Poo York City so there's Brooklyn Hipsters there's Country Fair Bark Ball there's so many amazing themes so uh, make sure that you get a bark box and actually what we did we we have a neighbor friend who has a dog who's who um had to have surgery yeah. so we sent them a bark box and believe me they liked it so it was super sweet so go to go to barkbox.com forward slash tamarindo and you can also sign up for some bark box all right well that was enough about miss frida so really excited about what's coming up in this episode this summer we had an intern lauren gaitan and this is her her last work with us is she got to guest host with me along with me brenda this episode where we interviewed a good friend of mine her name is maggie guillen and we got to talk we're like three different generations of young women not by very much let me tell you just a few years between each of us but we talked about leaving home for the first time and starting our careers and what what that means for young women so we're really excited for this episode and we have a few more guest hosts coming up this fall in future episodes you're going to hear from Melina, Melina Bobadilla you're going to hear from Betsy Aime you've heard from Elmer Roldan he might come back again Julissa Arce a lot of amazing guest hosts so keep subscribing to Tamarindo and let's go on with the show Hey, Tamanido Podcast listeners, welcome back to, to the show. Hey. I have, who do I have with me today as guest Lauren. co-host? Que pasa? Yes, Lauren, who I know you all have been seeing a lot of in our social media. She's our community 
manager. Yes. You'll also hear her a lot. She's going to be one of many guest hosts. Yes, very excited to be hosting. Yes, this is what, your third or fourth one. This is amazing. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it so much already. Yes. Okay, well, today's episode is very exciting. It's all girl talk. Yeah, we do get into a little bit of chismosa hour. We do, and it's mainly about talking about different stages in life when you leave home, Go back home. Yeah, and just get your career going. Navigating life as a young Latina. Exactly. So I, we hope that all of you can relate to the the many themes that we touch on today's episode. We actually just get to all these themes by interviewing our friend Magdalena. She often goes by Maggie. She's a really awesome young. Young Latina, chingona, that gets to interview amazing people like Gina Rodriguez on the red carpet. She's kicking off her career, moving from the IE to down to L.A., actually to like the really a really cool part of L.A. Hmm. And exploring life as a as a young writer as well. Did you? What was your, your the thing you learned the most when you got to talk to Miss Maggie? Uh, yeah, just that owning your voice is so important and um, staying true to yourself and kind of like the career trajectory that like you set for yourself after college and I guess just um, yeah, like owning owning um, your what you want to do yeah, and your passions. Yeah, your passion and. Um, Going for it, going for like your goals. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we don't want to delay this interview any further. Let's uh, kick it off with our, what do we call this? Chismosa hour. A little bit of a chismosa hour. Yes. Hey, we're really excited to have an old friend of mine, Maggie Hello. Guillen. Hi, hola, como están? You're here at the, the Tamarindo podcast. It's so nice studio. to be here. And you've you've been a little bit part of this journey from the very beginning. Yes, a long time ago when I thought I was going to be a part of this, and then I just realized that my life was going in very other different directions and pulling me everywhere. But hey, you're it's a like, part of it. Here you are. Yeah, that's true. At so, HQ. <laughs> at HQ, yeah. Tamarindo HQ. Headquarters, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really happy to have you. We have Lauren. Hello, everyone. Que pasa? <laughs> Who's also joining in this conversation. And first, we want to let the listeners know, who is Maggie Guillen? What, what are you up to? Um, so I'm a young Latina living in Los Angeles. Um, I am an editor for AOL.com during the day. Yes, we still exist. Mm -hmm. And yes, we do have a lot of users. Um, uh, so I help manage a lot of the content that you see on there. And then um, I do a lot of like red carpet events, celebrity interviews um, for fun. And it's really interesting to go to all of these events. Um, yeah, and I do that. And on the side, I am working on a book. And it's a poetry book. Hopefully, it'll come out later this year. This is so um, exciting. Yes, it's something. I'm so excited. Can't wait. It's, yeah, it's something that basically I kind of, um, I have a bunch of notebooks. And, you know, poetry is a lot of uh, something that I guess people don't really know that I do. Um, and it's kind of a shock. But um, I just have all these uh you know, these short stories and prose and um, little snippets. And I said, you know what? Why don't I just publish a book and, like, self-publish? Yeah, go for it. it. And just, like, have it out there in the world. Um, and it's for sure like a passion project. Um, it keeps me sane, I think, with all the craziness that's going on. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm working on it currently. Um, 
And I'm also working on creating a female empowerment network. Um, I can't say too much because that already we're sounds still, cool. I know. Yeah, that but already awesome. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited for that. Um, I will I will say our name. Uh, we're called Roe R O E, um, kind of like a head nod to Roe versus Wade. Right. Yeah. Um, so ex- Wait, I have to do a matraca. <laughs> so um, definitely I'm building that up. So expect that launch hopefully soon. And hopefully I can talk about it more next time I'm invited because I'm already inviting myself. You are trying <laughs> another episode. I love that. Talk to you. <laughs> this is great. I love that you've been able to tell us a little bit of like, what's keeping you busy. I'm curious a little bit about this poetry. Like, w- w- How long have you been doing it? What inspires you? Yeah. So I've been writing poetry since I was pretty much like 13. Um, so I'm a writer. And um, it was just something that I really like to do. And I love reading books. And so when I was younger, like reading, you know, was kind of like an escape mechanism. And I love to transport to all these different worlds. And I would write short stories. And then, um, I don't know, I kind of got into poetry, just writing short stories, little snippets here and there. Um, And it's a reflection of all things. I mean, it's a reflection of like life, what's going on in the world, love, um, and you know, just like trying to find yourself and like trying to figure everything out. So there's very different stages. Um, and it's really kind of incredible looking back at like old posts and seeing how much I've grown as a person. Definitely. And it's very reflective and it's very therapeutic. So I think it's a perfect time right now for me to do it and just kind of explore more of my creative side and what I can do with that. So it's been years for sure. And it's kind of something that a lot of people, like I said, they don't know that I do that. And it's been my like little secret. Um, But now I realized, hey, I think I need to share this with the world. (laughs) Well, hey, you're hearing it first on Tamarindo. Hey, so go buy my book when it's published. (laughs) Um, But yes, I'm very, very excited for that. Um, And I feel like it almost puts me in a little spot of like vulnerability because it's something, like I said, um, like I haven't shared with a lot. So I'm really interested to... uh, see the feedback that I'm going to get from it. Um, but I'm excited, and I think um, I get really excited talking about it, because I'm like, yay, like, I finally get to do it. And for a long time, you know, I would ask authors, like, hey, what do you think? Like, obviously, I'm not looking to make money or, like, a huge profit from it. Um, but I was kind of like, hey, like, do I go to, do I shop it around? Like, do I self-publish? And, you know, everyone now, they do, like, all these really cool zines. And, like, I went to Ellie Zine Fest and I saw so many oh, really I'm cool... so jealous. Yeah, I really wanted yeah. to go. And, and I know that um, I think the OC Zine Fest is, like, happening this weekend. Yeah, so Long Beach just happened a couple weekends ago mm-hmm. and one of my really good friends went and she picked up all these zines. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Like, everyone just kind of self-publishes these yeah. days. And then, you know, sometimes you do get discovered like a publishing house will discover them and so but you know kind of a lot of those people who do create those zines they do it because you know they want to and it's a passion project so you know same thing with me I said you know what I'm just going to self-publish and I have a little experience in you know like design well I do have experience in design a lot of things (laughs) and um give yourself that credit girl (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah so I just decided to do it because why not and um, I'm really uh, curious and to see how it turns out, but I'm excited. And it's definitely like so empowering to like 
produce and publish like this work, like this body of work, right, on your own. Yeah. Um, and then just like going back to like zines and like zine making, like I think that it's so like DIY and like cool yes. to just like get like a bunch of people or like even if you're an individual, just like to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to a zine making like workshop not too long oh. ago with a group called the California Latinas for Reproductive Justice, and we had a zine making like workshop about reproductive justice, kind of like through this like lens of like gentrification and oh, just cool. like having like all of the like paper laid out and like newspaper and like magazine clippings mm-hmm. and stuff like it was like very DIY and like to be able to share with everyone like in that space and kind of just like get like our creative juices going and then just like know that this what this stuff was gonna also like reach other people like yeah. online or elsewhere so um going back to my project row um we are gonna explore our print possibilities so i'll definitely let you guys know um but yeah so my background is in print um and magazine print uh so expect something out of that (laughs) i'm very i'm very like yes (laughs) well it sounds like it's about women empowerment yes and so we've got Three ladies here, and I I thought it would be fun, especially since it sounds like the history, the background, I happen to know both of you, of -hmm. course. So Lauren and Maggie, you're both in different stages in your careers. Lauren, you're you're fresh out of college. Uh, Yes, (laughs) still trying to figure (laughs) things out. (laughs) Moving back home from Berkeley. Oh, yeah. and you, Maggie, you just moved out. Well, it's been about a year, right? Yeah. Moved out from home. So I, I'd love to hear from both of you. What's that been like? So maybe we could start with you, Maggie, and then we'll yeah. hear from Lauren. Um, so, yeah, so basically last year, actually, it's going to be exactly a year, I think, next week. Um, but or this weekend. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's my anniversary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was really, you know, it's really difficult because I had really strict parents and when I was in high school, my parents separated. So it was just my mom, my sister, myself. I have a younger sibling. She's nine years younger than me. And um, I, it kind of began with college. Like, I really wanted to go to school in San Francisco. And, you know, I kind of stayed behind to help out and be there for my sister and stuff like that. So I kind of feel like I had no resentment, but just like, oh, I wish I would have gone out to college. Meanwhile, all my friends, you know, they they went everywhere. And I I mean, I went to Cal State Fullerton, which actually turned out to be. I went to Cal State Yeah, I was going to see. It, went, it was an amazing. <laughs> Titans. You know, exact same experience where I, you know, I, I had that. Like, I didn't get to move away for college either. Mm-hmm. But hey, it was great. Cal State Fullerton. The yeah. best. I know. I love, I actually love my school and I am really grateful that I actually, it, that happened for me because I did a lot of incredible things there and I met a lot of incredible people. So I did that and then, um, you know, as I was, as I was entering the workforce, um, I was just commuting and it was so rough because I sometimes had a commute of two hours. It's just sitting on traffic each way. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, that's just, it's killing me. It's putting a uh, kind of like a just like a burden on my health so I got really sick a couple of years ago and I just remember being so miserable and just the commute was killing me like I had after I would come home I had no motivation to do anything else like it was yeah. just really really rough and so I would talk to my mom and be like hey like I'm thinking about moving out and she kind of like took it as a joke you know like ha 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 you know you're that's yeah, cute no. yeah she's like ha ha like <laughs> uh, pero tienes todavía que ayudar aquí you know and I was like oh like no but like I'm serious and so I kind of started looking around and you know I found 
this uh, apartment on Craigslist, and it was great. And I mean, I was like, I'm going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to tell my mom, like, sorry, I won't be able to help you next month, but I, because I think I'm going to move. And she didn't believe me. So then I started packing up my things because I had, you know, put down a deposit. I was, like, moving things this along. This is happening. Yeah, this is happening. And when she saw that I was packing things up, I think that's when it hit her. Right. And she didn't speak to me for about a week. Wow. My mom did not talk to me for about a week. And um, it's funny because I didn't really ask her for permission. I kind of just told her. I asked my sister's permission, <laughs> my younger sibling. Your younger I said, sister? Yeah, my younger sister. I was like, hey, are you going to be okay? Oh, <laughs> and Because we're really close. And so I was like, you know, you're not going to be mad at me. You're not going to hold a grudge against me. And she's like, no, like, you need to do your thing. You know, you just abandoned me, but it's okay. And <laughs> so she gives me a hard time about it, but as a joke. And so, yeah, my mom did talked to me for about a week and then when I finally moved in and I was you know going back home to get last minute things she was like well ¿Dónde estás viviendo y con quién? and like you know and all this stuff and she was just like grilling me about it and I was like mom yeah I was like mom you could go to my apartment you can go with me to go you know put out all my last minute things and she was like no a ver like soy trabajando I'm like okay so um it wasn't about I think Several weeks or almost a month until I moved that she came in and, um, you know, like she looked at my apartment. She's like, oh, she's like, well, it's okay. You know, and she, yeah, 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 I got the blessing. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and I mean, she's still to this day texts me every single day saying like, you know, good night. Miha, like bendiciones or whatever. Oh, that's so and um, but yeah, so it was really hard, I think, for her for sure to kind of see me go. And I mean, like that one week that she didn't talk to me, I would try to make conversation with her, be like, Mom, like I really want you to go see it. And she was just not having it. Oh, and still, still super salty. She was, yeah. And like she, yeah, she, it was just in, too intense. Like you can cut the atmosphere with like a knife. And oh. I, yeah, and I understood, you know, like I, I don't think she expected for me to do it, but it happens. And meanwhile, my dad was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, you know, like, whatever. And I was like, okay, thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> and But, yeah, it was really tough. And I think for the first couple of months, it was really tough for my mom because she basically didn't rely on me anymore, like, to go take my sister's school, to go pick up groceries. Like, I basically, like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline a huge chunk of her life had to be, you know, switched around because I wasn't there anymore. And then she expected me to come home every weekend. And I was like, no, mom, <laughs> I have a life. <laughs> Such a hard transition. It is. And it's inter- so Lauren is kind of on the, on the total flip side. You, you're, you're, you're at the Maggie stage. <gasps> yeah. Like, yeah. Tell us what, what it's been like moving back home from college. Yeah. So um, I moved back, I want to say like a couple months ago. And it's been like a huge culture shock because um, when I did move back, like my parents had actually moved from um, like the Pomona area, which is where we were living previously to Corona. And um, I'm also coming back from like the Bay Area. And um, yeah, I guess just like I got super used to like living on my own and just like depending on myself, you know, like doing um, 
all, all of my own things and like having that like autonomy, right? But like now I have like so many more responsibilities at home. And I also definitely like relate to having like the strict parents as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the oldest in my family. And I also do have like a younger sister too. And her and I are super close as well. Um, and yeah, I just like, I think that like from my um experience like moving back home the thing that like i've taken back most from from it is that like i definitely butt heads with my parents a lot because of like my political like views and because um yeah just like like my existence as like a as you know like a as a feminist and like as you know someone who's also like queer and um yeah like sometimes we do get into it and Mm -hmm. you know like it is a little bit hard but um we still like love each other too and i think that like kind of um making uh this like space for us to like be like okay like we can't talk about like these things Mm -hmm. because like like we're gonna we're just gonna start fighting you know so um i think like setting up those ground rules were important but like i'm still right now uh just kind of like looking for jobs as well and um trying to make sure that like around the house like i can help out as much as possible um but yeah it's definitely hard because like in college you have like a schedule for yourself right you like Mm. you go to class like after class like maybe you go to like clubs or like you volunteer your time or whatever and like i was so used to having that structure and Mm. now like i feel um i guess really uneasy at times with like not having this structure there for me Mm -hmm. and um yeah, it's been it's been difficult, but I think that like um being able to um like volunteer my time with like both Tamarindo though and kind of just like with a lot of like these social justice organizations um like on the weekends and stuff like that and kind of like volunteering my time has been like really formative for me and kind of like putting my life in like having it have this structure. Mm-hmm. So Maggie, I think since I think you guys can both learn from me, well, more more I think because you're back, back basically following in Maggie's footsteps in many ways. So I know that when I first met Maggie, she was at probably a similar stage in that she's fresh out of college and looking at opportunities. So I have a couple things that I, I think we could all learn. Mm-hmm. One is um, I would love to to have our listeners and Lauren and others learn your career journey. Like, how did you go from 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 college to landing the, the super awesome job where you're on the red carpet and doing passion projects. That's one yes. thing that I'd love to learn a little more about. Give but then tea on that. Yes. <laughs> and then also, too, it might be helpful for Lauren and other folks that are at, at Lauren's age. Just, you know, how did you work up the courage to have that to actually move out? And, and I think one probably led to the other, right? Having your career stable and, and then having that that um, confidence to say, you know what, it's, it's time and I'm ready to do this. Yeah. So maybe we should start with that part. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, I it was a factor of different things. So like I mentioned before, I got really sick a couple of years ago. So I had, um, yeah, I detected a tumor and it was just like, um, you know, thank God it wasn't cancerous or anything, but it really put kind of a different perspective on my health and like taking care of myself because um, it just kind of, it, you know, it's eye opening. And so I was under so much stress commuting back and forth. And like I said, I mean, I would leave my house or my mom's house at like five o'clock in the morning just to get here on time, like at eight or whatever, yeah, or a little bit before tough. eight. So, and it was just like a lot of stress. I wasn't really taking care of myself in terms of doing the things that I wanted to do, like go work out or go hang out with friends and stuff. So, 
Um, I, I don't know. I got to a point where I was just tired of that, and I didn't. And my mom. Okay, so full disclosure, my mom and I also butt heads a lot. We, I think everybody. Yeah, like I. Uh, so I get actually along better with my dad than I do with my mom. But and my mom and I have very different views on a lot of different things, and so we always butt heads. And I was kind of just tired of um, always arguing with her because I'm like, this is not the way it's supposed to be, you know? Because right. it got to a point where I think that we both were just we were having two different extremes, and so. Um, I was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to move. And I know it's going to be hard, but I'm going to save up money and I'm going to do this. And I just need to do it for my sanity, basically. Like, I need to take care of me for once. (laughs) Put yourself first. Exactly. And um, I had always put others first, like, especially, like, my sister and my family, Mm -hmm. uh, my friends. And so I just decided this is something that I need to do. And it was kind of – so when I turned 25 or 24, I can't remember, um, that was when I said – that's going to be, like, my goal. My the, my goal this year, because I like to set birthday goals, not, like, New Year's goals. And I said, <laughs> this is going to be, like, my my goal for this year. And so I did, and I, I moved. And it was, I mean, it was hard. It was tough for sure. But in the end, I mean, the, I, we ha- I have a better relationship with my mom now. And um, I'm able to do all these things and actually, like, enjoy, I think, life a little bit more. <laughs> so that was great. Um, but, yeah, so I, that's how I kind of gathered the courage more for my health basically and what about your career how did you get into this awesome yeah. like I yeah so, now you have this pop in life oh my gosh secret sauce not <laughs> as glamorous as it looks um so actually so i have kind of like a weird background so when i was in college so my background is um print journalism and american studies and i had traveled to vietnam on a special reporting trip and I back then I was like, I want to be a reporter, like I want to be on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, like I knew that I was a better editor than a writer. And I, I feel like I've always known that. And so I really got into magazines. I ended up producing a magazine in school. And it was an incredible oh, awesome. experience. It's, it was just amazing. And I said, yes, this is what I want to do. Um, in school, I was working at a PR firm. A fashion lifestyle PR firm, very small boutique. And I realized that I hated PR. It wasn't for me because I was like, I need to be writing. I need to be editing. I need to be doing all this stuff that I really want to do. And so I did that. I quit. (laughs) And then um, afterwards, uh, I was kind of like bouncing around internships. And um, I then entered at NCLR. That's where I met Brenda as a communications intern and I learned so much I feel like about myself because it was a different experience I've never worked at a nonprofit before and it was really interesting um, just kind of being around really passionate people about what they believe in and it's a civil rights organization so to me that was I think it was a really good moment for me to be there because I discovered a lot of things about myself you know what it means to be like a Latina and um, really embrace you know our culture and just be a part of, you know, something bigger than yourself. And so um, I interned there, and then afterwards I was applying to so many jobs. Like, I I was hitting up all my connections, being like, help, you know, like, I, I need a job. I'm qualified, I promise. And, yeah. um, and I was getting a little discouraged. I ended up taking a job somewhere at a marketing firm. I hated it. I basically cried every single day. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like, I don't really, yeah, it was really horrible. I lasted there two weeks and I said, I'm really sorry, but this is not what I want to do. So I still admire you and I think you're great, but this is just not for me. And so I ended up um, leaving that job and I actually applied to AOL on a whim because I also 
was like, oh, wow, they're, you know, they're still around. Like, oh, hey, wow. Yeah, I know. I was like, okay, cool. So I, I applied on a whim, and I ended up getting a response back for a fellowship position. And so I said, okay, cool. So I did – it was a very intense interview process. And so I remember the most intense I've actually, I think, ever had. And after, like, seven rounds, I finally wow, got hired. A lot. For a fellowship. <laughs> wow, yeah, for, wow. for a fellowship. And um, so – they, you're a fellow for six months, and then they kind of like say like, "Hey, you're hired," or "No, you're not hired." Yeah. So I got hired, and um, so I got hired as a front page uh, editor. So basically, like I'm in, I help refresh the homepage um, during our evening hours and our noon hours now um, with all the content that you see. So I write all the headlines, um, pick all the stories that. I think are important. Yeah, that's so awesome. I'm so glad it's a Latina doing that. That's amazing. It's really, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I come from a journalism background, so I think that there's a lot of stories where I'm like, this matters, this is important. You know, we need to cover this. Sometimes uh, the response that we get isn't that great, but, um, you know, ultimately, obviously, we have our specific audience that we cater to, and um, we also have that judgment that this is important, you know, we need to cover this. So it's really great to be a part of that because, you know, this is the news that a lot of people read. A lot of people, like, they log into their phones and maybe that's their homepage or whatever. And so I do that, and then I kind of started getting into doing a lot of red carpet events and interviewing celebrities, and which is great. I've had really great experiences interviewing people, and it's kind of, I don't know, you forget that they're regular people. <laughs> you know, they do, they're very regular folks. They just are famous. Um, but Any highlights? Like, who's been a, a favorite? Oh, my gosh. I will have to say that John Legend is probably one of my favorites. Oh, that's favorites. awesome. So yeah. cool. Plus, he's so, so cool. like civic-minded and yeah. So great things. I actually talked to him a lot about the work that he was doing with criminal justice reform, and you know the documentary that he's worked on, and we had a very lengthy conversation about um, you know the crime rate in America and the criminal justice system in America. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think that was so refreshing to hear someone of like his status and his you know, caliber to be so passionate about this. And it was, I mean, it was great. He's very, a very smart man and very talented. Um, It was amazing. I actually interned with this uh, organization in Oakland when I was still in college called the SE Justice Group. Mm -hmm. And um, they're an organization that supports women with incarcerated loved ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually John John Legend helped uh, fund like one of their uh, filming projects that they were able to do. um, I think it was like around bail reform, Mm -hmm. but they definitely do like a lot of reports around like the prison industrial complex and like things like that and like how that affects women, Mm -hmm. both like economically and um, just like socially as well. So yeah, yeah my, my gosh, he's awesome. Yeah. So, so cool that you got to meet him. Yeah. It, I mean, he was incredible. I think that he's definitely been one of my favorites of all time. I mean, there have been other people too, like um, Gina Rodriguez, like yes. Hello Latina, yeah. um, my twin. She <laughs> is your twin. Yeah. A lot of people say we look alike. You do look and alike. so um, <laughs> I told her that. I was like, a lot of people say we look alike. What do you think? She's like, yeah, girl, like, we're on the she's same so awesome. She's I very, she's very, very, she's, oh my gosh, she's incredibly kind, very intelligent. And she, you know, her and I kind of talked about like what it's like growing up, you know, basically like poor and like in the hood and like just going through all those things and then basically surpassing it, going to college and doing all those, you know, Definitely. things that 
basically like trying to achieve our dreams and so her and I like definitely had a very like emotional conversation it was so it was great I mean she's I I root for her 100% because I think that she's just an incredible human and she knows she's pushing for a lot of like diversity in Hollywood and you know she she's just a kick-ass girl like Mm -hmm. she really is Mm -hmm. kick-ass woman yes yes we do another a matraca for her yeah (laughs) (laughs) and from your story Maggie like Oh my gosh, you are such a badass. Like, I think that, like, yeah, you owning your voice, right? And saying, like, well, f- no to, like, the marketing firm, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, when you were doing, um, like, work that you were just, like, not interested mm-hmm. in. Like, your heart wasn't in it saying no. And then, like, with your parents, like, right? With your mom saying, mm-hmm. like, no, like, I have to do this for myself, like, for my health. Yeah. And just so that I can have, like, my own, like, autonomy, you know, like, my own power to live my yeah. life. Yeah, I think that, like, a lot of us, like, especially as, like, Latinas can, like, learn something from that like learn that like we can say no and that like we can do these things for ourselves even if you know we have all of these like familial responsibilities mm-hmm. like economic responsibilities yep. all that yeah i'm a very yes person so it's um yeah same it's really like i always put no. yeah. yeah i always put so much on my plate i just like i feel like i have to like you know share um you know like my 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 services like my resources mm-hmm. and help whoever i can yeah um but it can be a lot like it can definitely um weigh you down yeah. if you keep on like adding so much yeah i learned that the hard way <laughs> it also <laughs> leads to, to so many things so i love right. that the say the just say yes i love that mm-hmm. and and i think that's whenever i've i've looked back at my career i'm a little, a little bit older than both of you <laughs> it's always i can always point back to volunteering for a ton of things and saying yes to a ton of things. That is 100% what propelled my career. For me, it was mostly political campaigns, but volunteering on campaigns, meeting people that care that much about changing the world that they could volunteer their time to have half someone get elected, considering it's like the most hated profession. You know, yeah. <laughs> says politicians is a dirty word. So those kind of people have led to the opportunities that I've had. So it's really great to to see that you're doing that. You're volunteering for things and obviously contributing a ton to Tamarindo and that, that you're the time that you spent with us at NCLR as a volunteer intern, which then yeah. turned into a little bit of Yeah, I was, say, I was a consultant. Yes, I was an NCLR was a consultant for a while. That's so, so <laughs> yeah. cool. I think it's just, it's a wonderful so. message and, I, and that's really what we wanted to talk about today is like just get young ladies that might be listening to this particular mm-hmm. episode and how... Definitely. It, different stages in your life you, you, that you could take take life by the horns and mm-hmm. and say yes even when it's scary even even when it's challenging mm-hmm. or when you feel overwhelmed just say yes yeah <laughs> that, that's ass. important like <laughs> saying yes but like also having the balance right and like right. Mm-hmm. having like enough courage to just trust yourself and like say like okay this is the this is the right thing for me and if this like includes saying no to like this person or like this company entity whatever yeah. then like doing it Finding for yourself in yourself of what you're what what works for you hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, Very well. cool. Well, we had such a great time with you. Ooh. We got to wrap up, but we've got a couple questions in true Tamarindo tradition form. Yes, Yay, I'm we ready. do. Okay. So I know that you're prepared because you're a fan and you're li- you've listened. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start easy. What's the first question? What is your favorite snack? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have two, and I was thinking about it on the way here. I was like, which one am I going to say? But maybe I'll just say both. So I love pepinos con limon and chile yes. like oh my god that sounds like my mouth is watering i know um i also have a very also weird snack i mean this is i feel like a meal not a snack but i like to eat it as a snack but like having like a bolillo with chicharrones and like oh queso fresco and, and avocados oh, oh my gosh so, so good. good it's so delicious and uh, every time i go um 
back to like Mexico and visit my cousins. They have a butcher shop. Like I'm like, give me some of those chicharrones. Like I want it in Upolillo. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I just love it. I love the. Uh, Your family's in Zacatecas, right? Yeah, my family's from Zacatecas. Cool. Um, and oh, I love. I mean, it's really gorgeous and beautiful there. So. It is. It's so beautiful and pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's beautiful. Both of those snack options sound so bomb, though. So good. Can I oh. have both in one sitting? <laughs> I, you could. Hey, you can use the pepino as an appetizer. Yeah, yeah, true. Or like to cool down. Or to cool down. Yeah. Just like it feeling refreshed so from the from the cucumber after. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. So, second question: If there was a telenovela about your life, or perhaps about it, doesn't have to be the whole show. The name of the show. It could be your character name. Either one, whatever you want. What would it be? Oh, I don't know. I feel like this is a tough one. So, um, my name is Magdalena, actually. It's Magdalena. Not, yeah, it's not Maggie, but everyone calls me Maggie. Um, I don't know. I, maybe I would just use my, oh, no. I would have to do, like, Maria Magdalena. Maria Magdalena. Yeah, that would yes. be my telenovela name. Killing it on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> just laying at life. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And the last question. Chanclas. Oh, yes. How could we forget? How could we forget the chunk left? Oh, God. Um, All current events that are happening. Uh, White supremacy, hate neo-Nazi groups. All those chunk glasses. Yes, yes, yes. Administration. Get them. Yeah. Oh, God. You guys, it's... It's very, very sad. Very it is sad very times. sad. Um, but yeah, I'm giving all those like double chunk glasses. Yes. And my mom's too. Aye. She yeah. throws a mean one. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank Tamarino. you. I had so much fun thank talking to you, so you ladies. Much, Where do yeah, people, you're awesome. Uh, keep in contact with you to find out about this awesome, yeah. pro- all the different projects, the poetry book yeah. and, and the other project, Row. So um, you guys can follow me on Twitter. My handle is MG. That is me. Um, that's also my Instagram handle as well. I do have uh, a poetry Instagram. It's prose by MG. It's, oh it's very baby. Cool. It's very, um, I just started it. So um not a lot of contents up there, but you can find out all the latest information there. Um, and I mean, I'm very accessible on social media, so if you just holler, I can I'll holler back. Yes, <laughs> got good Twitter game. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. So thank much you so much, much, ladies. I had so much fun. <laughs> Tamarindo Podcast is produced by Jeff DeBow and hosted by Brenda Gonzalez. Our community manager and content contributor is the fabulous Lauren Gaitan. You can find us at tamarindopodcast.com. Please rate and review so that other people can find us. Don't forget to do that on Apple Podcasts and share this episode. And until next time, ponte un suéter. Bye, chulas. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. 
Another sale. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro.